The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS Today. This is your Sunday, January 31st edition, the last day in January. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am here again with your with the man, the myth, <laughs> the man's lack, uh, Chuck Manslack. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Here I am, man. Doing all good. Uh, what's going on, Santino? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this is we're we're recording this one late Saturday night. Actually, a little bit earlier than normal. Uh, we we usually record it a little bit later, but we're we're gonna knock this one right through. There's six games, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for this. And they, I don't like how they break it up into two all the times on the weekends, but uh, it is what it is. Yep. <laughs> and um, yeah, if you if you guys haven't already, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Santino Cacone. That's S A N T I. N-O-C-A-C-C-O-N-E. And Chuck, why don't you tell them where they can find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Chuck underscore Mans, M-A-N-Z, uh, a.k.a. Monster Trip Dubber. <laughs> and I like that, the Monster Trip Dubber. Um, yeah, but we're going to get right into this slate. And before we do that, I do want to shout out one of our presenting sponsors at MyBookie. Um, it's pretty much the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets and the one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for the Super Bowl that will be in one week from today. I know I'm excited. Uh, I'd love the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, my, my dad made a made a Super Bowl song ever since I was little. Super Bowl Sunday, and I won't get into it, but every time it comes out, it's it, I always laugh at it. I always He still calls me every every Super Bowl Sunday and talks and sings that stupid song. But, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, That's we're going to cool, get though. that. <laughs> exactly. We're going to get that in one week. Uh, and if you know me, you know that I don't always give out my stamp of approval so easily. And to earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is that best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. I haven't made my Super Bowl pick yet. Uh, speaking of my dad, he he already did. Uh, he he didn't want to wait for the spread to go up or down either way. He wanted to get it in. Uh, but yeah, if you want to add a little excitement to your NBA watching, NFL watching the Super Bowl, uh, NHL, any anything out there, go on over to my bookie and enter that promo code so you can bet with the best and enjoy and add a little excitement to all the games you watch. Um, and I also want to shout out our guys over at Manscaped. Uh, so to all the ball handlers out there, before you throw on your team's gear, make sure you take care of your below-the-waist grooming. Our partners at Manscaped are here to save your boys from taking on a double team of nagging defenders so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is here to sync the competition and deliver the best tools for your below-the-waist grooming experience. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest um Ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, this also, if you haven't heard about the Lawnmower 3.0 on any of these podcasts, it also comes in the package that they call the Perfect Package 3.0. That also has some boxers, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, uh, all this great stuff. But you can get this and 20% off with free shipping 
If you go to manscaped.com and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, 2-0. So when things get hairy in the fourth quarter, make sure to call on Manscaped in the clutch. And it's about that time, buddy, that we get right into this slate. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) As I mentioned earlier, we have a six-game slate, but it's broken up into two slots as the weekend usually does. Saturday was different. We we had an 8 p.m. start time, Eastern Standard Time, uh, which was just weird because they always start earlier on Saturday. But Sunday's back to that same time. We have a game that starts at 1 and 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the two-game slate in the beginning. And then we have a four-game one on the back end that we'll get to after but this first game of the day is the Los Angeles Clippers against the New York Knicks. Uh, and we have a spread for this one. It is 210.5 for the over-under. And the Clippers are 8.5 road dog or road favorites. I almost said road dog favorites. Yep, big spread there. Um, yep. And for the injury report, we just have Patrick Beverly as out on the Clippers and Reggie Bullock as questionable on the Knicks. So a very short, short one there. Let's start with the Clippers on the, the away side, man. We we have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Didn't miss much time in the health and safety protocols, which a lot of people have been missing a lot of time for. So weird yeah. how that happened, but uh, they're back. And how, how are you feeling? How are you stacking up with this Clipper game now that it's just a two-game slate? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, these two guys, they, they both came back combined for 50 points and both shot over uh, like 50%. And I think uh, – I mean, in this game, it's going to be definitely a battle of two defensive, ruthless defensive teams in this league. And I, I like PG over uh, Kawhi better. He's going to be going up against R.J. Barrett most likely. Um, and the Knicks do have a good D, but I think just the matchup, um, Julius Randle will probably be on Kawhi. And uh, I, I like the matchup with uh, with PG uh, over R.J. on this one. So if I had to pick out of the two, especially with some other uh, big hitters on that other game in the slate, um, I think I'll go with PG on this side. I like that. And yeah, I, I don't like to target people against the Knicks in particular. Right. Just uh, we have a two-game slate, so we're probably going to be able to get a couple of these big guys in here. I know I'm going to get some on the next game, so I don't know. I will probably if I if I do go with the Clippers guys, I'll get one of the two. Um, I am I'm very torn on which one exactly I want. So it's mostly going to come down to for me specific, specifically, it's going to come down to build and which position I want more to target because it's only a $400 price tag, but I don't yeah. see too much of a difference, but I like you, how you're, you're going straight for Paul George here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, well, on this side of the court and then with uh, Beverly out, I guess uh, Reggie Jackson's not a bad shot at 4,400, but with these two guys just going off and, uh, and the Knicks do have a good defense. I, I think it's really going to come down to the top two scorers here. So it's kind of like pick your poison. Which one do you want to really go with here? Um, but yeah, I like PG in the matchup. Yeah, and uh, you're good with the rest of the squad. Just as, as usual, when you're looking at the Clippers, kind of like the Lakers, it's just the two L.A. teams. They funnel the usage to two guys, and then everybody else is a hit or miss. So I'm, yeah. I'm with you, too, where that uh, you can't fully – I mean, everybody's capable of a, of a, a good game, and, and I do like the how you pointed out Reggie Jackson at 4,400. He was just up to 7K when these guys were missing, uh, so that's not too bad. He probably should get the start again or – play uh, more than half the minutes if it is a competitive game unlike that last game where they just blew Orlando right out of the water. Um, so I do like that price tag for him as well. Very cheap. Uh, but 
Yeah, I'm with you with everybody else. I'm not too keen on people. Maybe I would look at Sergi Baca, but I don't know if I'm going to go in that type of mid-tier range specifically with him. Yeah, just the, just the value on this side. It's just a, it's a mm-hmm. tough call. So I think there's more solid value um, within this two game other than this side of the ball. I like it. So with that said, man, let's go on to the other side of the ball. And we got the Knicks at home. Uh, and again, no or nobody on this slate, whether this game or this two game slate or the four games later, no one's on a back, uh, the back end of a back to back. So there's something that's something to to monitor as well. Um, but how do you feel about this New York Knicks squad? We have Reggie Bullock questionable. And if he plays, this is the first time all season that all of these guards have played which yeah, we're almost we're about to be in February and it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, the Knicks are on their front end of a back to back. They're playing the Bulls tomorrow night. Um so uh I think uh yeah, I mean you get the your usage monster, the top 20 usage rate Julius Randle, he's just touching and, and passing the ball more than pretty much any other player in this um in this league right now. So um Julius Randle for 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 the for the Knicks to be able to stay in this game, he's going to have to really go off and, and show it on both ends of the court. Um, RJ Barrett, the other minute monster, uh, again, he's going to have to go off. Um, I know Tibbs is, uh, he's liking quickly, but he's not starting him. So I think the other side, uh, is it, I think I'm pretty much going to be on some Alec Burks over anybody else on here. Um, you see Alfred Payton, he's definitely, uh, he's priced low at 4,700. He's had a bad past couple games, but, um, I'm looking for him to have a bounce back. It was a blowout last game too, so I, I think he's going to be able to pick up some more minutes in that and uh, and be able to, to help the Knicks uh, try to compete with this team. I like it. And, yeah, I'm not going to have too much Randall at 91 knowing that there's some other options out there, even on the other side of the ball, that I feel more comfortable with. Um, R.J. Barrett, though, I just mentioned Ibaka at that six, mid-6K. R.J. Barrett at 6'5 is not bad, especially on a two-game slate. I mean, you know – even on an off game, you know that the minutes are there. Uh, him and Randall are just getting fed, force-fed minutes, so you know that those are there. Uh, and I like a, you mentioned quickly, he's now the highest of all these guards. Uh, R.J. Barrett's going to slide over to the, the three. Uh, so quickly's higher than Burks, Peyton, Rivers, all these guys. Uh, and he's hit or miss, but at 5-1, I, I, I don't want to take that chance. I do like Burks at 4-8. Uh, and then depending on if Reggie Bullock's out, maybe I can look at um, Alfred Payton as well or, or or Rivers, knowing that there's extra minutes to go around there. But um, not too, too much that I, that I want. Or, but I will keep an eye on Nerlens Noel, who's been playing. He, he's teetering on the line of uh, about 20 minutes per game the last four or five, six. Uh, he's playing in the te- high teens or low 20s. And that for 3700 that's not a bad price tag, especially if I'm trying to get more big big names out there. So I, I will definitely look at him as well. Yeah, if he has a good game, he could really help your lineup big time. <clears throat> and uh, just off the last game, I mean, uh, the, the Clippers just – they held Orlando starters to, just to 39 points. I mean, I think they were like 36, 36% shooting. So it's like the, these Knicks just they, – they really have to be perfect in this matchup. So I, I think uh, – big uh you know the big minute guys and usage guys are just gonna have to really do it for this game to uh to stay intact awesome man and let's let's flip on over to the second game in this one uh and we have the utah jazz against the denver nuggets which these guys we saw what they did in the playoffs against each other and it was fun Uh, but we have a big we don't have an um a spread for this one but we have a big big injury report we have pj dozier is out Greg Whittington is out, and Jamal Murray is probable for the Nuggets. 
On the Jazz side, we have Trent Forrest, Elijah Hughes, both out. We have Derek Favors and Donovan Mitchell as questionable. Uh, not so much favors, but the Mitchell is a big one to watch. And we'll start with the Jazz, and we'll start with Mitchell himself. Um, how do you feel about Mitchell if he plays, and where do you go if he doesn't play? Oh man, I mean this this is kind <laughs> of uh, it's last last game. I mean these guys are on an eleven game winning streak. So the last time Denver played them, uh, Denver had lost. That was the that was the game right before their five game winning streak. So um, I, I think. If he doesn't play, I mean, you, you can go back to the angles. Well, it's just, he didn't have a great game like he did the other game last game, but he just seems like a solid facilitator out there on the court with everybody. Once uh, if Mitchell's if Mitchell is out, but uh, I mean, just the last game they played when these guys played each other, um, Bogdanovich and and Clarkson, they, they they both really went off. They were shooting threes left and right. Clarkson hit four threes. Bogdanovich had five. So uh, I'm just looking for these guys to. Uh, to to do it again against this team if if Mitchell is out because they're just going to have the usage there to be uh to to get open and, and hit those shots. Yeah, if Mitchell is out, that's they're they're going to be there, and Clarkson's going to have it too. Uh, the, they're going to have all their shots, so that's where I would go as well. Clarkson, Conley, Bogdanovich, and those are all in the six six and pretty much six k range, uh, six five to five eight. Uh, Joe Ingles is going to get a start again and get more more usage. I don't mind that. Uh, but at five three now, I, I liked him better when he was closer to f- mid fours. Uh, but yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think I think we can go to to that backcourt or uh, and, and Bogdo there. I like all three of those guys. I'm not too high on Rudy Gobert at seven six with with the matchup. He plays decent in the matchup, um, but I want some exposure on the other side of the ball here. Um, and I think we can. Do you want to jump right to it? You want to jump to the Denver side? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and the other thing is, I saw favors was questionable, so I don't know if they're going to try to run Juwan Morgan out there again. But I mean, it's it's definitely a, a tournament shot if you want to go there and you need that value. But I mean, it's again, it's a toss up. But he had a great game last game with the minutes he had. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, and we'll get. To, hopefully, we can know earlier. Uh, we probably won't know until I would say two thirty, three o'clock ish. So. Uh, You'll definitely have chances to move in and move out of your lineup. So make sure to uh, maximize your – you keep your guard forward utility spots open in, in the event that uh, Favors is ruled out and, or Mitchell is ruled in, either or. All right. Um, but, yeah, man, let's flip on over to the Nugget side of the ball. And we have Jokic, Murray, Porter, uh, and the rest of these guys. Can you play Jokic at his highest price tag? And how do you feel about Murray going against – a team that he's kind of been very hot against lately. Yeah, I think Joke is just just. I, I think this is the game for him. They're they're playing Detroit tomorrow, so I think him going against you know, just the battle of these dominant bigs. I think he's really going to just uh, dig down in his arsenal and just and give it everything he's got against Rudy compared to playing someone like Plumlee uh, uh, on the next night here. So uh, I, I like this matchup. Uh, he's going against Rudy, but I think he's really going to bring it out and show what he's got here. And, and Murray just, uh, I think he had, he had about 20 points last night. So uh, I expect, you know, these big two to really uh, to, to step up in this matchup and, and, and try to show these guys they can beat them. Cause it was a bad loss um, that, that, uh, that Utah gave him last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am playing Jokic everywhere. Uh, I know he's 10-3 and I know it's Rudy Gobert, but he's historically been 
great against Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert does not want to see Jokic lately. Uh, and it's, but just in the last game, we could, if you look at the last game, he played 40 minutes. He had 35 points, 14 boards, 9 assists, and dropped 72 FanDuel. Uh, I almost said FanDuel. DraftKings points. Uh, just an absurd game. I know 40 minutes, but and, and that's that's one game, yes. But even in the series and every time they play against each other, Jokic's game is just difficult for Gobert. Yes, Gobert gets his stuff. Yes, Gobert's been pretty good, but Jokic doesn't make it seem like this guy is the great defender that he is, which is is, is astonishing in its own right, and uh, kudos to Jokic for that. Uh, but Murray as well. I think Murray is <laughs> Murray lights up this team. Last time they played each other, he didn't do much with the, the rest of his stats, but he dropped 30 points. Uh, that's the most he's dropped in, in pretty much in most of his games this, this year. He hasn't really done that. But every time, and even in the series when they played against each other in that first round, uh, he just likes to play Utah, same as, as Jokic. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have my exposure to these two guys in particular and a lot of exposure to them because the upside is just is there. And I feel more comfortable <clears throat> than paying up for a Randall or a George or a Leonard uh, with, with Jokic there as well. Uh, outside of them, probably not going to get too, too much exposure. Uh, maybe PJ Dozier helps me look at a guy like Will Barton or Gary Harris, mm-hmm. uh, but not, I won't, I won't go overboard with that. I just want those top two guys. And then I'll see how my lineup shakes out later on and, and where I need the value. But, um, I do, I, I mentioned Barton first at 44. That's not bad. Uh, especially on a two game slate. Do I think he's safe? No, re- not really, but. 44, you're not really asking for him to be super safe. And and uh, Monte Morris at 39 isn't bad either, but I, I think I'll go with the upside with uh, Barton. Yeah, I agree. And, and I'm pretty much all in on, on the Joker and, and Murray on this end uh, compared to the Detroit game. So I'll definitely have exposure everywhere with these guys uh, in this two-game slate. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, hopefully Mitchell plays. It makes it a little more competitive, even though the Jazz have been rolling with whoever lately. Um but yeah, that that does it for that two game slate, man. Now we can get to the the bigger slate, I guess. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. the big slate, but it's only <laughs> it's only four games. Um, yeah. But we can jump on to the the other side of the the coin, the late games where we they start at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On uh, that first game we have here is the Philadelphia 76ers at the Indiana Pacers, and we do have a spread for this one. Right now, it's a pick'em. A pick'em. I love I love pick'ems, mm-hmm. and, and the over under is two twenty three. So this currently of the um, the four games that we have uh, for spreads for this is the highest of the spread or the second highest of the spreads. Um, and on the injury report, we have. Let me just make sure. Yep, we have a pretty big injury report. We have Brian Bowen the second, Jalen Lequeux, uh, Karis Levert. Cassius Stanley, TJ Warren all out for the Pacers, and Doug McDermott as questionable. And that's one to keep an eye on uh, because he has been getting a lot of run lately. And for the Sixers, we have Terrence Ferguson, Paul Reed, Mike Scott, Rajon Tucker all out, and Joel Embiid, another one we got to keep an eye on, as questionable with back tightness. Um, but let's start with the Sixers here. And I guess we have to start with Embiid because he is questionable. He did play the last couple games, but... Uh, back tightness with the big man who has had back issues a little bit throughout his career. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, 
if he plays this, I mean, obviously this is a matchup he needs to play in if he can because the, the Pacers are huge. But if he plays, can you play him? And if he doesn't, are you going to go to the, the well in, in Dwight Howard? Or are you feeling Tony Bradley? at? They're both pretty much in under 4K, uh, close to minimum value. Uh, or do you want to go with some of these other guys like uh, uh, Tobias Harris or Ben Simmons? Yeah, I'll stay away from Tony Bradley. Um, <laughs> uh, Dwight Howard, I mean, if Embiid is out, I, I'll, I'll take a shot on him. Uh, but uh, I'm going to stay away from Simmons over here. Just he had a bad game last game. The entire – all their starters just didn't play their their deserved minutes. They were all in their mid to, uh, you know, uh, mid to high 20s. And I think Tobias Harris only got his really deserved minutes that last game. Um, but uh, – I mean, Tobias Harris, if, if Embiid's out, he's going to be grabbing the boards. He'll give you those steals and the occasional block. So I always like Tobias Harris when Embiid's out. And uh, Seth Curry seemed to be getting a shot back a little bit last game. Um, and uh, and Shake Milton, uh, he had a decent game. I mean, he got 20 minutes of play, um, shot four for 12. But, uh, I mean, if Embiid's out, these guys are going to get some more usage. So, um from staying away from Simmons, there's other guys I'd rather have on this slate that are just a little below his his salary. Um, so I think it'll be Tobias Harris and and if Embiid's out, a couple shots of uh, Dwight Howard and some Shake Millen. Yeah, and and if Embiid plays, this should be a very competitive game. I don't think I'll have much of Embiid just because I I do see some other guys on the slate that uh, are going to be expensive and. But I do like Tobias Harris with or without Embiid. I think the obviously the ceiling is much higher without Embiid, and, and the floor is a little bit higher. But I think he's relatively in a in a good spot at seven uh, two for for what he does, and I think he has some solid. I think he can get get near forty points, still bring back that five x, uh, possibly six x value if Embiid plays, with room for improvement if if Embiid doesn't. And luckily, this is the first game of the night or. Three, all three of the four games start at seven, so we should have an idea on if Embiid plays or not. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be in a solid matchup uh, if Embiid doesn't play. Also, and yeah, I think you can look at Dwight Howard, uh, Tony Bradley. I don't know just because the matchup is is difficult for him. You have two guys that um, Sabonis is is crafty and and Turner can stretch the floor, so I don't know how much uh, Bradley will be able to run with these guys but i think howard at 38 when now that the price tag isn't much different if joel Embiid doesn't play you can definitely look at him and if you want to make a gpp dart throw or gpp pivot you can go bradley because a lot of people are just going to gravitate towards howard uh outside of that i think i i do i also don't mind um curry's price tag at 40 4500 he was in the mid fives earlier and after a couple subpar games now he's down uh about a thousand dollars less so i think that's pretty good value too uh but i do think there's some some other guys that i'll be looking at as well um so i won't have too much exposure to this team i'll just see the news on Embiid before i go deciding where I, if i want to have extra exposure to them um how about on indiana how about on the pacer side knowing that uh what we know is pretty much the what we see every game yeah, so if Embiid's uh, if if he's in, um, probably most likely going to be staying away from the two to two big guys, uh, Sabonis and Turner. It's just Embiid's just been uh, attracting these fouls lately. I think he got to the foul line nineteen times um, last game, eighteen times. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, and Sabonis is pretty known for getting some fouls uh, quickly. Um, so 
if Embiid's playing, I'm going to stay away from Sabonis and Turner. I'll play more Brogdon um, on this end. He's a little more than Simmons. He's probably one of the highest guards on this on the slate. So, uh, but just the way he's been playing, it's 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 been pretty good watching him. And if as long as Jeremy Lamb's not uh, getting scratched up on the court and going to get stitched up and losing some minutes uh, with uh, with Doug McDermott out, I think. Uh, I think he's a solid play. He's starting. He's just getting his minutes up. He's starting to show what he's got. So at fifty two hundred, Jeremy Lamb's a good play. Um, so yeah, I, I like Brogdon. Um, he's been taking down some tournaments lately, uh, past couple games, and, and and Lamb's a solid option. Yeah, and uh, McDermott currently questionable because he had to leave that last game. He was forced out. So probably looking closer to not playing than playing, but we'll we'll have to see on that one. And yeah, if Embiid doesn't play, I like Turner. I like Sabonis. That just opens up a lot of room and a lot of real estate uh, to take away Embiid out there. So I think both of them would be in play for me. With Embiid, not so much because all that real estate goes back to Embiid, and he's been very good at protecting the paint, um, and he draws a lot of fouls, so I don't really trust Turner there. And if Turner gets in foul trouble, they'll probably just slide Sabonis down. Uh, I do think Malcolm Brogdon's in a pretty good spot. I'm not going to actively go after him because I think Simmons is going to be guarding him for the majority. Uh, so I don't know how I feel about that um, totally, but I think that he, he's still in a pretty decent spot. Uh, I don't mind Justin Holiday, especially if McDermott's out and Jeremy Lamb. I think they're going to play a little bit more in around 5K. I can do I can do a lot worse than them. And, I, and Jeremy Lamb played 31 minutes on the uh, last night or the two nights ago. So he's not on a minutes limit anymore. He's all ramped up. And Justin Holiday would be seeing extra minutes, extra shot attempts in this type of environment. So those are the two guys that I would target the most. Uh, and then and, and Brogdon, um, depending on how I, I fit my lineups. But um, I know going against Simmons, I'm not too, too high on that one. But I will have some exposure. Um, but the next one we have, man, we have the Nets at the Wizards. And this one should be fast and high scoring. And it's no coincidence that the highest spread of the night by far of the mm. four that we have, it is a 242 and a half over under. Shootout. 242, right? <laughs> 242 and a half. I just said the Sixers Pacers was the second highest at 223. So 20 points separate these the, the two spreads that we have for these two guys. Wow. Uh, and the Nets are eight-point road favorites. And for the injury report, we currently have Nicholas Claxton, and Spencer Dinwiddie out for a while. Uh, James Harden is now questionable with a left thigh contusion. That's something to keep an eye on. And then the Wizards, we have Raul Nito and Thomas Bryant both out. No one else on the injury report. Let's start with the the Nets because the big news of this slate is that, uh, in addition to Embiid, who's always on the injury report, uh, but James Harden is questionable. If James Harden plays, we're going to – presumably have the big three. I don't know if, if something changes later, but if he doesn't play, then we have all that usage that he's been playing great the last two games. Uh, he looked every bit of the James Harden we remember, uh, but all that usage that he's been getting goes right to KD and goes right to Kyrie Irving. Uh, so what, where are you looking at if Harden plays or if Harden doesn't play? Yeah, I think what we're seeing here is they're just rotating these guys in and out um, early in the season here, um, just trying to keep them healthy and uh, and rested. But uh, I don't see Harden playing. Um, if he doesn't, I mean, that last game, he was just kind of I, – I like watching Harden driving down and then just popping assists over to Joe Harris in the corner. But I think 
the usage is more going to just funnel down to um, KD and Kyrie. I think they're more shooters than uh, looking for their guys more than Harden would. So staying off the more uh, ancillary guys and 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 going with one of these guys and, and switching them up in lineups is definitely going to be Katie and Kyrie. Um, just going to be usage monsters, uh, total shootout with this line. It just sounds like it's both, both teams hate, they hate defense for some reason. So I think, uh, I think these two guys are really in a, in a good spot to just be top scorers on this entire slate. Yeah. And if Harden doesn't play, uh, I'm getting exposure to Kyrie and KD and probably maybe even both of them in the same in, in the same lineup just because I know that they're going to both take an absurd amount of shots uh, like they, they were when they were just them two there. And this is a matchup that is going to be high scoring, fast pace, everything you want to do. I mean, we just mentioned the the spread, the over under two for two forty two and a half. <laughs> so these guys are going to be going up and up and down the court. Um, if Harden plays, then it makes it a little bit tricky. I'll probably have exposure to one of them and leave every of the ancillary pieces out of the way just because there I don't even know how much use is just going to go around. Um, but I expect, like you said, I expect one of them probably not to play so I can have a lot of exposure to those two. Uh, then I, I also don't mind looking at if, if Harden misses a Joe Harris or DeAndre Jordan um, because more shot attempts, more more usage will float flow to them naturally and whatnot maybe not jordan usage wise but uh more more attempts to score the ball and, and do things that he does and, and joe harris will get more open looks so um yeah it all depends on if harden plays or not uh if he doesn't play i'm gonna have a ton of exposure to these those big two and then i'll get more joe harris in there for five five um oh did you want to say something buddy no, no, that's it. You nailed it there. Right. Those All are right. guys. <laughs> and let's go on over to the wizard side of the ball, which is pretty much similar story. We saw a lot of these people come back in the last game, and now we're going to see even more of them come back in this game. Uh, and pretty much everybody will no, – no one's on the health and safety protocol anymore for the Wizards. Uh, but we will have Beal. We will have Westbrook. And me personally, if I'm playing a lot of – the the big two if Harden misses I'm gonna have to run it back with a Bradley Beal or a Russell Westbrook and I think it's a fantastic environment to do so uh how about yourself yeah absolutely if you're gonna play any of these guys you you just got to go with game script back and forth shootout so yeah I, I I like Bradley Beal he's priced high he was saying he had a crap game last game and then just the way they're playing so I expect him to you know, definitely keep shooting 30 shots a game um even with these guys back so uh yeah, Beal's going to be the guy, the main usage guy. Um, the other guy I like is who was having a good game, uh, some good games before all this was Denny Avdia, uh, 4,100. Uh, just a solid all-around stat stuffer um, as long as everybody else isn't hogging the ball on him. But it's, there's going to be usage here uh, throughout the team. So as long as he's not on unrestricted, uh, unrestricted minutes here, he, he should be able to definitely hit value. Um Davis Bertans, he's just not he's not hitting a shot. 0 for 7 last game. I mean, until he hits a shot, he's just a guy I, I just can't roster. I don't think anybody can roster until he really proves that he's got a shot like he had in San Antonio. So um I mean other than that, Alex Len stepped up when Rolo um uh got ejected there after those two techs and uh Wagner got some minutes. So I mean you could again pick your poison on these two uh thirty five hundred and thirty two hundred uh backup centers. Um so somebody's gonna have to go up against DeAndre Jordan. It's just uh they're probably gonna split their minutes. Um so one of these guys are I mean Alex Lynn's good for thirty five hundred just the minutes he's putting up uh just the fantasy points per minute. 
Yeah, and, and I like that. And I'm I'm going to have some exposure to these top two guys, uh, more so Beal, but he does he does come with a ten two hefty price tag. And yeah, he did have a bad game. He still scored uh, twenty six points, but he shot zero of eight from three. I can't expect him to miss all all of his eight three point attempts again. And the game before that, he shot fourteen. He's going to get his he's going to get his minutes. He's going to get his usage. And uh, Brooklyn's not playing any defense, so he's gonna he's gonna be able to make those more often than not. So yeah, I will have both of them uh, in different. Just like I said, I'll have shares of both of the the big guys on Brooklyn. I'll have both shares of the two guys on uh, Washington here as well. Um, and I do want some some other shares here. I like how you mentioned Avicii. Yeah, I love to call him Avicii. Forty one hundred. <laughs> Hopefully his minutes. Uh, th- that's something that I want to get news on for hey all the guys that missed two to three weeks of time right uh, they're not going to be integrated slowly that we they're ready to go that's what i need to hear before i could fully trust them uh, if i if i can hear that then at 4100 that's a, a very good price tag um I, I don't want so so much Rui. i would have liked it if it wasn't against directly against kd but not particularly high on him there but i do i, I like how you mentioned the, the center battle there and i think um Whoever gets the more minutes and whoever gets the start is something I'm looking at. I'm probably going to be Rolo, but Alex Len kind of put himself into the 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 battle here. I, I know Mo Wagner's back, but both of those two guys at 35 and 32, uh, their skill set can drag DeAndre Jordan away from the basket where he is not too comfortable at this stage of his career either. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on, and, and I think Len is, is a little bigger of a body when he is actually playing and, and motivated. Uh, so I, I, I'm leaning towards him at 3,500 because you can take advantage of this matchup in the interior uh, against Brooklyn. So I'll be looking there a little bit, especially on a small slate, knowing that there's so many guys priced up that are in good spots. So I'll, I'll definitely take my shots over there as well. And then I guess you can also keep an eye on Jordan Bell. He played 31 minutes and then game before everybody came back. He didn't play when everybody came back, but, uh, maybe he he gets back in the rotation we'll see about that but just keep an eye on him i wouldn't go out there and just throw him in there if you don't hear anything yeah once he got pushed to the bench it was just it was goodbye for me from on that on that particular night yep um yeah but man we're already two games in or two games done with this this four game slate here uh and we did the two games earlier but let's jump on to the orlando magic against the toronto raptors we currently don't have a spread for this one, but we do have an injury report. And on the Magic, we have most of the familiar faces. Uh, we have Al Farouk Aminu, Michael Carter-Williams, who just had a setback, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, who are not returning anytime soon, uh, or this year, I should say, uh, Kareem Maine, and Chuma Okeke, all out. And on the Raptors, we have the OG Anunoby, uh, Patrick McCaw and Jalen Harris all out, and Norman Powell pretty much out, but he is doubtful officially. Uh, knowing that there's a good amount of people out on both sides, we'll start with the the Magic, who are the away team. Um, where where are you looking here? And, and I was waiting for Michael Carter-Williams to come back. I thought he was going to come back, take the starting job, and play about 30 minutes a game. Uh, but... I don't know when he's going to come back now. So yeah. Cole Anthony is looking a lot more safer, especially as this team is right now eight and twelve and under five hundred, then um, close to getting out of the playoffs. So, uh, but where are you looking at on this on this Magic side? 
Yeah, so I mean, you got the big three. They all just did. Uh, they just all look like they didn't want to be on the court against the Clippers last game. Um, I, they just shot horrible. They just weren't weren't all there. I mean, other than uh, I'm on a tear, Rince Ross, uh, mid tear right there, guy. Um, he uh, you know, he just had he had one of the best shooting nights of his night. Just a team high twenty four points, which didn't say much uh, with that game. But like you said, with the with with everything's going on, I mean, are they going to play this guy more now? Is 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 he feeling it? Is 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 did he find a shot? I don't know. Uh, tournament play. I'd rather take him over Cole Anthony right now. Um, but you got your big three. I think uh, uh, Vucevic is just going to be uh, dominant against an Aaron Baines in this one. Um, pretty sure Baines is going to be have, have to be out there. Um, but but yeah, and then you got Gordon at seven thousand. Just uh, Toronto doesn't seem to be too good over there on the defense side of that one. So I, I like I like Gordon and Vucevic. Um, if I'm going to spend up on center, I like him here. Um, and uh, just against the Toronto team, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with those two guys. And and you can't you can't pass up on Ken Burch. Sometimes I just keep seeing this guy. Uh, except last game, he, he just seems to be up there uh, um, with scoring um, for the minutes he's getting. And uh, at 4K, he's creeping up here and there. But I, I like him at 4K too. Yeah, and this could be a, a matchup where Ken Burch plays a lot more than uh, than usual. And, and I think he's a in pretty good spot coming off a. Under 20-point performance, only seven points, uh, three rebounds. I think he, he's in a better spot here as well at 4K. Uh, I think, as you mentioned, Vooch, the Vooch 87, we're getting him back under 9K again. He was creeping up over that in the mid-9Ks. mid, mid 9Ks. I think that's a really good price tag now for him. Without OG playing, I, I like myself a little bit of Eric, or I almost said Eric. Aaron Ick, <laughs> Aaron Gordon at uh, 7K with with no one OG who's the best defender on the team. That's that's a pretty solid price tag, more higher than I would like because I already know that there's, especially in that last game, I'm going to be spending a lot of money. So maybe I, I don't know how many times I'll fit him, but when I can, that's a that's a good price tag, and it's I love how he's point guard eligible now. Uh, just it's it's awesome, um, and yeah, Fournier is is just getting a ton of usage. Uh, Cole, Cole Anthony is starting at point guard, but they're funneling the, the usage and, and a lot of the responsibility through Gordon, uh, through Fournier, and also through through Cole Anthony himself. But uh, both those guys get a, a solid boost here. I don't think I'll have too much Evan, but I, I think that's a um, – it's not an absurd price for me to pay. But I'm kind of with you. I'll, I'll go with the, the top two guys for the most part. I do like some Ken Birch, uh, and then I'll see exactly – uh, what Toronto rolls out because without Norman Powell, maybe maybe they slow this game down or try to slow this game down a little bit, and it gets more into a a, a dog fight. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. So, but on the other side of the ball, we have the Raptors. We already have OG out. We have Norman Powell as doubtful, and he's been playing great. He's been starting uh, and playing great as well. So that's a lot of. A lot of shot attempts that over the last couple of weeks that are uh, going to going to get out of here. And can we look at Van Vliet? Can we look at Siakam? Can we look at Lowry uh, and and Chris Boucher, who's was going way up in price tag? Now he's only at fifty six hundred. And then someone's probably going to have to start uh, for OG or Powell in that spot. And and I'm looking at a Stanley Johnson or Terrence Davis or. Uh, Guantanamo Bay is probably one of those three. <laughs> one of those three are probably going to get the starting job. 
Yeah, the way uh, Watanabe's been playing, I mean, I, he's he's taking advantage of the minutes he's getting out there. 3,300, not a bad tournament play. Um, Stanley Johnson, I've been taking him past couple nights. He's been doing okay. Uh, last game, a little more rough, but uh, with these two guys out, um, if he's hitting his threes, he's a good, solid option at 4K. And uh, Chris Boucher, though, I mean, I, I could see him and Ken Birch battling it out when they're getting their minutes there. It's just... Uh, uh, is he going to be out there as long as we need him to be out there? That's the question. So uh, I like Van Vliet lately. He's just on fire. He's just putting up those uh, – he's putting up the fantasy points and and doing uh, what he needs to do. At 7,700, not a bad option with the other point guards on the slate, a little higher. Um, and he could still put up those uh, – he still has that ceiling just like the rest of these guys. Um, uh, Siakam, Siakam is just 7,600. Good game last game. Can't pass up on him either uh, against the way just the way Orlando's been playing. And uh, I will, I'll pretty much pass on Lowry. I'd rather have some Van Vliet in this matchup uh, over him. Yeah, I'd rather have Van Vliet than Lowry in this matchup also. And I just mentioned a guy on the other side of the ball in Gordon at seven. I'd rather have Van Vliet than him as well. Uh, Siakam, I'd rather have Van Vliet more than Siakam also. But there's a lot of guards that I like on this slate, so maybe that's is the reason why I have Siakam over Van Vliet in a couple lineups, but Siakam hasn't just, he just hasn't been consistent enough for me to completely trust him. Uh, this is a good matchup for him every way you slice it. So I will have some slight exposure to him, but just not uh, too much. And Boucher, this, this is another matchup for him. And it's weird how well this guy was playing, but the team was losing. I don't know if that's a correlation or not, but the team wasn't playing great when he was playing great. Now he's not playing as many minutes, and they're starting to creep back up into this playoff picture. Uh, now they're seven, seven and twelve, and playing a lot better basketball. But without OG and Powell, most likely, he should see. I, I, I shouldn't say should. He is likely to see more. Uh, I don't know if those are the right <laughs> words, but he, yeah, uh, he could be could be playing a little bit more, and I think that's a, a reasonable price tag for him. Uh, as far as the other three guys, Davis. Uh, um, Wantanabe and and Johnson, I think they're all in play for me. Uh, one of these guys is going to start, and that's who probably people gravitate towards more. Um, I, I think Wantanabe is playing, like you mentioned before, he's playing really well, and he doesn't need a ton of shot attempts, a ton of usage to to do what he does. He's been extremely efficient um, in the last game, not not overall, but from three point land, he's been pretty good. And I think he's he's a guy who I'll, I'll be looking at at 3,300. Terrence Davis gets another start. Uh, people are going to look at him not playing too many minutes lately and kind of fade him. But this guy is is very talented, as we know, whenever he gets a chance. So I'll, I'll be looking at him, too, if he gets a start. And Stanley Johnson, who I think will probably get the start, uh, he just – the usage isn't there. But he's been doing all the little things to, to bring stuff back. Uh, so I, I don't mind looking at him there as well. But – I'll probably go lowest from Wontanabe and Davis and then uh, to Johnson just because you save a little bit of money there. And as we mentioned before, I'm probably going to be spending a lot of money in, in other places. Yeah, it just seems like uh, everybody was pretty much going back between uh, uh, Stanley Johnson and and Terrence Davis, and Watanabe was just was there putting those minutes up. And now I think everybody's really uh, paying attention, and I think it'll be higher on than he's he's been as a value mm-hmm. play. So, um, not a bad play over these guys. 
Awesome. And, man, we're on the last game of the night. And before I get into there, I do want to stop this quickly and let you guys know about the DFS Pass. The DFS Pass is, we think, the best uh, deal in the industry at just $1.99 per month. Um, now that we're into the regular season, we have not only the all, all the stuff that we offer, but our, our coolest feature out there, and that is the DFS, or the, the Discord Pass, where you can get up-to-date uh, line up information, all of our pivots, and see what when all the late breaking news comes an hour before lineup locks. We're in there helping you guys uh, each step of the way and let you know what what we like and and where we like it. And uh, this year especially, we're seeing so many changes last minute. So many uh, people that weren't even on the injury report are all of a sudden not playing in the game. So it's something to keep an eye on, and we'll be there to help you in that Discord. And again, it's only $1.99 a month, the price of a cup of coffee in most places, depending on where you get your coffee. Um, But (laughs) very, very cheap, and um, it's honestly worth it because we're doing this a little bit earlier, but by the time this this season now by the time games come out a lot of stuff changes and uh we can't help it we don't know who's going to get into health and safety protocol and all that stuff uh but it is it helps you get the first first early look and then the late look and see see exactly where we are with everything um but yeah man let's get on to this last game and we this is the only game that's at eight o'clock in this last four game slate and we have the cleveland cavaliers at the minnesota timberwolves on the uh Injury report, we have Marquise Bolden, Matthew Deladova, Kevin Love all out. Uh, Lamar Stevens is questionable for the Cavs. And on the Timberwolves, we have Jarrett Culver, uh, Juancho. We have Towns all out. I was hoping Towns was playing. Um, And then we have Nas Reed and Russell as questionable. Yeah, I know he should be back soon, but we'll see. And on the um, spread, we have a 220 spread, and the Cavs are two-point road favorites so let's start with the Cavs here we have uh, Drummond was in the 9ks not too long ago but he's at 8-4 and then everybody else is under 7 so knowing that they're playing up in this pace up spot knowing that the Wolves are not as healthy as can be uh, can you target a lot of these these Cavs guys yeah it's the first game of their uh the front of of their back-to-back they're playing each other again tomorrow um or Monday and uh yeah i mean drumming a little cheaper than uh than vooch so uh uh last game jared allen actually got more minutes um and they did get uh but it was a little domination from the knicks on them um but i, I like drumming in this spot definitely in this matchup if nas reed is going to be out and cat's going to be out i mean who's going to stop this guy <laughs> um yeah vanderbilt's going to be out there but uh definitely drumming at 8400 if you're going to spend up uh i like both vooch and drummond's matchups but uh Definitely, uh, if if these guys are out, I mean, Drummond's going to be the guy as long as they're going to run, uh, if, um, unless they run small ball and he's not going to play, but I don't see them not. So uh, definitely Drummond at this price. Jeez, uh, uh, Darius Garland has just been balling lately, uh, put up 24 points. He's, he's, he's up to 29 minutes now, so shooting over 50% at his price at uh, 5,600. You can't really beat it. I mean, he's, he's, he's putting those points up and he's giving us value. And, uh, I mean, you can always take a shot on a Torian Prince, but it's just definitely a tournament play. And any of these other guys right now, Sexton, if he's going off and his shot's going down, of course he's the usage guy on this team too. Um, just where he's at in value right now, I'm not really – I mean, 6,800, he's down from his norm. But uh, 
yeah, I'll definitely have some shares of Sexton, but I, I prefer Garland and, and Towns in this. Yeah, and I'm with you on the the Garland type of thing because I know I'm not uh, not going to be spending too too many people around seven seven k plus. Uh, so I'll, I'll lean Garland with the the twelve hundred dollars savings there, and he's been playing great as well. Uh, and if Russell doesn't play, that just this might get out of hand. So I don't know how much I want of uh, too too many of these guys, but Drummond, like you mentioned, in a great spot. Uh, especially if Nas Reed doesn't play. He's not a great defender anyway, but right. just taking him off the the court, um, I, I don't <laughs> you're going to have more Ed Davis, who is who he is at this point. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's it wouldn't be looking great. And to that end, Jared Allen at 5,400. This guy's still seeing minutes in the 20s, and if this game gets – if the Cavs start beating him up, he's just going to be playing more. So I think I think he has a pretty safe floor of around twenty points in this one, and with a with a ceiling of thirty five plus. So I'm going to be looking at him too as getting cheaper exposure to to this game and, and Garland, who's only two hundred more. Um, but I, I don't I like a lot of guards on this slate, so that's where I would lean lean towards Allen in this one. And those are probably my two favorite guys on the Cavs and with, with Drummond, of course, as well as a more higher price guy. I just think they're in a great spot. And anytime you're playing Minnesota, especially when they have injuries, it's just easy, easy to, to pick on these guys. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> how about on the, the, the Minnesota side? They won't have Towns. They yeah. probably won't have Russell. Uh, they might not have Nas Reed. They don't have Hernan Gomez. They don't have Culver. Um, what do you got for us, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, if they don't have Russell either, I mean, so the way with their record right now, it seems uh, they put Vanderbilt to the bench. I mean, he still did come back out and and kind of dominated. He's still a fantasy points per minute guy, but they're playing Anthony Edwards right now. I think uh, just where they're at, they're really letting this guy just uh, break away and then kind of show what he's got. So just give their draft pick and let him go ballistic. And um, I, I think in this matchup, he's, he's he might get to start again. And he's, I think. Uh, He's pretty much all around. He's running around trying to do everything, proving himself. So he's a solid option at 5,300, just the way he's getting his minutes now and, uh, and that usage. Um, and uh, with Vanderbilt on the bench, I, that doesn't scare me. At 5,300, he's still putting up the fantasy points. Um, not as much last game, but I expect him in this matchup to uh, to uh, go back to where he was and, and giving us those 30, 35 fantasy points per game. So I, I like these two a lot. Um, with with everybody else out, I mean, you're, you you got it. You can dig deep. You can always go with the McLaughlin if Russell's out. I know I'm not a fan of it that much, but 3,300. How can you not look that way? Um, anybody else really on this team? I, I'm just really with with the rest of these games. I, I like these two guys. I like Vanderbilt and Edwards. Yeah, and I think this, especially if Russell doesn't play or Nas Reed, I think this is a team that you can get very cheap exposure to, and. In a blowout scenario, too, some guys that you would seem to know that are going to play, like Anthony Edwards, even if they're down by 20, they're going to run this guy on the floor, whether he's or not. So I think that he's relatively safe minutes-wise in this. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt may not be safe minutes-wise, but this is a solid matchup. And if Niles Reed doesn't play, they're going to have to play him a bit more. This is a big front court. Uh, whether or not Drummond's on the bench or not, then you did. They bring in jo- uh, Jared Allen. Uh, they have Larry Nance there. This this is a pretty big front court. Uh, they have Jeff McGee backing up both of them, so they're going to need uh, bigger guys down low too. Um, no one. Ed Davis probably won't handle it too well. Uh, Jalen 
<clears throat> Jaden McDaniels is probably going to get a decent chunk of minutes, but he doesn't have the upside of Vanderbilt. So I like both those guys there. Uh, you mentioned McLaughlin. If Russell doesn't play, this is a matchup where he's going to probably play a good chunk of minutes, especially if it gets out of hand. And at 3,300, I'll take that plunge. That's really not too much you're asking for. Hopefully we get the news on Russell early. Um, so I, I know if I want to play more McLaughlin, because if we don't, then um, it's not going to be too... I'll, I'll take the chance a couple times, but it's hard to do it just knowing that if Russell plays uh, and keeps this semi-competitive, that McLaughlin's not going to play much. Yeah, and if, you, if you're looking for some guy around the 6K range, don't forget about Malik Beasley. He's always a guy that can put him up, and he's just uh, he's going to be there doing what he does on a nightly. So he's just at that range, and he's just producing and right at that value. All right, man. And before we head on out of here, we got a message on Twitter the other day asking us if we could do this, and I think we can just throw this one out there quick. Uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot, and then I'll put myself on the spot. But we'll, we'll just do it with the four-game slate. All right. Uh, not the two gamer, but how, who would be, um, I usually ask who's your, your favorite player of the night, but I, I do want to throw out, well, break it into tears who out of the big guys, the big guys, who is a guy that as of now, cause obviously things change, but who's a guy that you're gravitating towards, uh, some of these higher price guys that you, you just like, um, <laughs> every, any over eight K. Yeah, if we're going to do uh, a matchup, I'm going to have to go a duo, uh, Bradley Baller Beal versus KD. Yeah, and, and I'm with you. I'm, if, I'm, if I'm spending up, it's going to be in that game. Well, and uh, depending on if Harden is playing or not will be where my favorite guy goes. I think if Harden doesn't play, I'll go. I love KD. If Harden plays, uh, Beal. I'm going to have exposure to Beal and then, then some guy on the other side of the ball too. But I think I'm, I'm right there with you. And um, – that said, let's go on to the mid-tier. Who's a mid-tier guy under 8K that you're you're feeling uh, pretty heavily, that, that you like? Uh, maybe we don't have so, as much exposure because we're playing so many big guys, but who's a guy that you're, you're feeling under 8K? Yeah, Darius Garland at 5,600, not a bad play at all. Um, if you want to take a real tournament shot with the way Orlando's playing, I'm sure uh, Terrence Ross is going to uh, try to put up some shots again at, uh, at 5,400. All right, I like it, man. Um, I'm probably going to go a little bit higher on this one, but I like Van Vliet at 7-7 if you're in that range. Uh, maybe you don't because you, you're spending up, but I think 7-7, this guy's just been very safe. And especially if Powell doesn't play, uh, and we already know OG's not going to play, more shot attempts, more usage uh, goes to him. And even when he's not making a shot, as was the case for a little bit, he's doing a lot of dirty work to bring back value for you. Um and now, for the fun part, we can go our favorite. Who's your favorite value play? And we'll say uh, with a four-game slate, we won't. I won't put it too crunched in at four K and under. But we'll we'll do a little bit higher. We'll say like four, four seven and under because it's only four games. Yeah, I went a little lower than what you were expected on that last one. But uh, I expect Seth Curry to get his shot together. And at uh, at forty five hundred, he's not a bad play against Indiana in this matchup. I like it. And I just had mine, and I, I completely forgot which one I was going with. Um, oh, I'm going to go back to Toronto on this one. And uh, this, this, again, this is if, if uh, Powell doesn't play. Uh, I'm going to go back to one of these guys and probably one, Guantanamo Bay um, <laughs> as at 3,300, about 20, 24 minutes. I think that we can fit people like that in our lineup, and nice. I will be trying to do so if uh, – 
Powell doesn't play, and he's doubtful, so I I doubt he's going to play. <laughs> All right, man. Sounds um, good. <laughs> before we head on out of here, is there anything you want to let the viewers know? Um, no, man, I'm pretty good. Just go check out uh, check out us over at Hoopball. I'll be doing a layup line tonight, so check that out in the morning. All right, and again, you can find myself on Twitter at Santino Cacone, and you can find Chuck on Twitter at Chuck underscore Mans man. with a Z, with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll catch you again tomorrow. I believe it's Mike and Brenton, um, and good luck to everybody. See ya. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.